and good evening everybody welcome to the picnic table chat show this is season three episode 14 i believe and we are supposed to be having a guest tonight but he's not yet arrived so you know the drill i'm just going to carry on with the show as normal i'm just turning my lights down ever so slightly because they're blinding me i almost need to go to um get my sunglasses um but anyways how is everyone thanks for joining me again on all these beautiful channels that we're on we're on twitch youtube and facebook right now so hello viewers on all those different platforms who are viewing currently there's a few of you hello um how is everyone what you've been up to give me a comment say hello you know the drill um oh good evening crazy antics thanks for popping in one thing I was going to say to you today, do you know what I've seen? But it had, Right, so the weather, the weather's been like hot, humid, we've had the rain, it's May, you know what that means. So I've been keeping my eyes open, just like on the floor everywhere, looking around, there's no queen ants out yet that I've seen, right? But then just stood, like, stood there talking, crawling along a wall right next to me was a male laceus niger and he had flown so but i can't find any queens anywhere so maybe it was like um a practice flight you know whatever but it's gotta be soon so if you're not ready get ready get your stuff together like i've got test tubes in my pockets all the time now um it's going to be real soon. I have the feeling it's going to be really soon. Probably after all these thunderstorms and, you know, and that will be that. Get out there, catch your queens, have a bit of fun. Even if you don't intend to keep them, you can catch them, have a little look, then release them. It's nice to do with the kids. It's nice to do with the family. It's nice and fun to do, even if you're just a grown adult wanting to do it. Like, we don't need excuses. But, yeah, so that's going to be really soon. Like, super exciting about that I'm, I'm probably well i'm not aiming to catch anything obviously as you know but i'm going to be going out with a few people locally showing them how to catch um different uh, uh, ants and stuff and it's gonna be great fun yeah so i say i've got test tubes but that's in case i'm not with anyone and the, the, i know some people which would love to see queens and get them from that founding stage and whatnot so yeah i'm doing it like whatever it's going to be great fun. I can't wait to go on nuptial flight hunts or whatever you want to call it, queen ant hunt, whatever. Even though I've got loads upstairs, but you know how it is. You know how it is. Oh, dear. So, um, Ted, the other day, what a great interview. And since then, right, he's posted a video of his polyracus dives. They're doing what polyracus dives do, and they're weaving parts of their nest. So I looked in mine the other night, and they were eating everywhere like i put some honey down good evening steve thanks for popping in buddy i put um some i put some honey down some of the ants on the rock brand honey i put down some uh the ant lady sugars in the towers i put down a few wax worms and whatnot and the tank was basically just crawling like absolutely crawling posted a few clips i think um absolutely crawling which was awesome and then looking at the nest itself they're building as well so it, it must be the time of year the season for building or whatever but my polyracus is building tents were 
building. I've heard a couple of others of building at exactly the same time. So how weird is that? But um, really cool. They've started expanding out to the left-hand side of their nest and to the right-hand side of their nest. I have got a short clip to show you because if I'm completely honest, I'm not going to tell you. But there's something going on with the tank. It's all completely fine, but I'm just not filming it at the moment in certain yeah it's all a secret you'll see why in a few weeks but anyways this is a short clip of the the nest itself we can bring this up to full screen i think we need some music should we put some, some music for this should we get um we'll do this yeah, yeah. Right, let's have a little look. Get back to the start. Right. So this is, you can see, they've got the lava, larvae, however you pronounce it, in their mouth um, mandibles. You know what I mean, not in their mouth. Um, they're carrying them, and then they carry them around to different areas. Right, so down here on the left-hand side, um, where the behind the plan and building expanding all of that which is pretty cool I'm, you know i'm expecting they're gonna uh, stretch it all the way to the far left hand side into the corner that's actually where they built a satellite nest last summer i think they were taking in the summer rays because as you can see there's a window which shines in the light just there um so carry on and then they're expanding on this right-hand side here as well. You can see they're all gathering. They've started pulling these ferns over, these big old leaves, uh, the ice pond running past. Um, but yeah, they started pulling over the big ferns and using them into the construction as well. That's really cool and interesting. The nest looks like it could well double in size. Let's have a little... Oh yes, you can see there, on both sides of it there, they're on the outside and the inside of the new wall that they are creating. So I thought that was pretty cool and I just wanted to share this clip with you all. Look at that. So there they are using the larvae. What they do is they stimulate them by rubbing them with their antenna. And that basically gets them to produce a silk-like substance which they use to glue together all the leaf and debris that they've picked up from around the tank and they create a nest out of it and after a while as you can see it turns into this like harder substance that the rest of the nest is made from um, that thing um, and it just kind of it kind of hardens but after a while it's like paper right so after a while if it's not maintained it just disintegrates to nothing so they're constantly rebuilding and maintaining as well as expanding it it's really interesting really cool the way they do it and like i say the way they kind of do it is like uh, they add layer upon layer upon layer they don't necessarily all link together so this new chamber might not link to the chambers down in the other corner so they have to kind of like come out of the nest to go into other parts of the nest which gives us great opportunity for the viewing so yeah, uh, let's go back to the other tank and let's get that one done. And so that was nice, a bit of music in the background. We'd like a bit of music in the background. Um, let's see me. There I am. I'm back. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be back. 
whatever, and just chatting. Who fancies a duck race? We know you all love a duck race. So we, we will have one in a second. Feel free to start chucking out your numbers now. If you haven't played duck races with us before, all you got to do is choose a number. We're going to have eight ducks because there's eight people in the chat right now. We're going to have eight ducks. There's no prizes involved. Just call out a number, one to eight. If it hasn't been picked yet, it's your number. If it's been picked already, choose a different number. It's just for fun. We'll do that in a second. My dire camera here on screen. They're absolutely loving their wax worms and these sugars at the moment. Uh, these, these, what is it? Blue raspberry ant lady sugars. Highly recommend them. Them and uh, what's it? Strawberry lemonade or something like that. She's got. I can't remember. But yeah, they're both really good. Hold up to this. There, you could. The lights. Yeah, those ones. Really good. Highly recommend them if you haven't used them yet. Really, really good. Um, as you can see, my ants are loving them. Um, so, yeah, we've got some numbers coming in already. So here we go. Let's bring up a duck race. I'm just going to have a sip of coffee. Cool. That needs more sugar in it. Whoa, that's bitter. So whilst there's a duck race happening, I'm going to be jumping out and get some more sugar in my coffee. Oh. Let's have a little looksy look at the ducks. Now you gotta remember these ducks, they rest almost all week for the Wednesday and Sunday races. They don't do anything. They are ready, primed, ready to go. Today we've got quite a few plain ducks. We got the pink starry duck, we got the pink circle duck, and we got the purple duck. And the rest of them are plain ducks. It's not always that we get an interesting lineup, but this lineup will do so call out your numbers you know how it works um i've got to add that one in we will full screen that i've disappeared again but i'm still here for a second if you haven't chosen your number you've still got a chance to choose your number that's not an issue you have until the end of the race let's say this is not for a prize it's just for fun currently let's get this race underway And I am back with more sugar in my coffee. So much better. Um, Katrina, need to go raid the freezer, fries or maggots? I think we all need to have a community vote. Katrina needs help deciding fries or maggots to feed. Um, I would probably say maggots. Anyone else want to take a vote? This race is going quite well. Number six seems to be doing quite well. Oh, no, he's just about six just holding the line there. Number seven is creeping up behind. Believe it or not, like these are actually 
they shouldn't lag at all. They should just be a smooth race. But you've probably never seen a smooth race with my streams. It will happen eventually. You know it's getting there. We are working towards it. Top speed. You can tell I've got kids, can you? You can tell me a good mood today. Feeling a bit better, a bit more perky, a bit more with it, which is nice. Last 10 seconds now. Just waiting for the screen to catch up on the other screen. Not going to announce who wins just yet. Oh, oh, well done, that up. Number six, taking home the prize, which isn't an actual prize, but taking home the, the bread. There you go, yeah, making the bread. Yeah, no, thank you, Katrina. No, I'm feeling much better. Not completely fixed yet, but I'm on a higher dose of my normal medications and things like that. We won't go into it, but I'm feeling better than I did. Starting to get back up to my normal pace. Got a bit more energy, feeling happy. So, yeah. Well done, eight legs. Smashed it. Good call. What else have we got down? Um, let's talk about the heat, right? So, who's noticed it's getting hotter? We reached 27-something degrees the other day. Now, that is, that's warm, right? <laughs> um, you got to win something, eight legs, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's really warm out at the moment. Now, some of my colonies, they only needed 26 degrees, 27 degrees already. So what do we do, right? There's several options for cooling down your nest. You can fans about you can just try and bring down the low the temperature of the entire room uh, i know people which have uh, cold water running around their setups but they have quite large sophisticated setups you know what i mean so there's a few different ways that we can go about doing it but i'd really like the community to come up with ways either for this episode liquid nitrogen i like that over this episode or next episode um just have a little think ways that ant keepers or reptile keepers anyone can keep their pets cool during these hot summer months because it is getting extremely hot during summer like last year we reached like 30 i don't know was it last year or was it the year before i don't know but the covid year it was ridiculously hot wasn't it it's been getting really hot so just have a think come up with some ideas and let's have a little discussion about it say next episode because like my colonies, I know what I do with my colonies, and I've got a few different methods, but it's mainly trying to bring the ambient room temperature down. I don't like it too hot, you know, simple as that. Uh, we add ice cubes to enclosures and let them melt. That's a brilliant idea, Eight Legs. But does that not then raise the humidity massively? But then I suppose, I don't know, let me know. That's it, yeah. Because that's an interesting technique. I, I've always liked the uh, running water technique, and that is what I aim to do with my full setup eventually. But it's I've done it with a couple during the summer last year because I only had a little bit of um, tubing that I could use for the pump. It, it It's not as easy as I thought it would be, we could say. I, I've seen setups, like I say, really sophisticated setups where they've got like... Let's see, like a cool box which runs into piping and this and that and cold water is constantly running around their entire 
like Sheldon unit, and it's really cool. But I expect it's expensive, and it's not the sort of thing I've got. Those blue ice pack things work well. Happy Ant UK, thank you for that. Yeah, it will raise it a little, but not hugely. If you only add one, yeah, okay. I've not known he had an issue. That's really interesting. Okay, cool, brilliant. Uh, eight legs, four wheels has just put into the chat, and I will bring it up on the screen. Um, anyone that isn't subbed to his channel, please do. He's doing a big giveaway. I believe it's your 600 subscriber giveaway, is it not? Really well done for getting there. Um, so big giveaway. It's worldwide. Sub to his channel. Leave him a little comment. It's really easy, straightforward. Share the video if you want to, but it's not obligatory. But obviously we're all awesome here. So share his video. And yeah, you got a chance to win. I believe there was three prizes. Was that right, Greg? Correct me if I'm wrong, but just try to go off memory for you, buddy. <coughs> Excuse my bad cough still. Um, we might not be getting our guest tonight. I don't know what's happened. I spoke to him earlier in the day. Maybe we've got a bit of a time situation mixed up because he is in the USA. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of confusion as to what time he has to join which is a shame but um, he was really enthusiastic about coming on so i'm sure he will rebook in for a future date so we'll just carry on as normal three at the moment but uh, yeah there you go three prizes for the giveaway at the moment but there might be a chance it might raise so get on there to the channel exactly what i just told you all of that um get on there you know, you've got to be in it to win it, as they say. And if you're not in it, you're, no. Be there will be square. Which I don't know. I don't, someone just stop me. Tell me to stop sometimes. <laughs> oh, dear. Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. So what else has everyone been up to? Like I say, I've been... I've been quite busy. I've been out in the sun. You might be able to tell I've got a bit of a tan already. Well, I say the sun. It's been like mixed weather around here. We've had the sun and then nasty thunderstorms. Okay, Tom, stop. Thank you. Thank you, Happy. I, I need it occasionally. Someone just has to say, stop, think, then go. Because you know what I'm like. I just, 100 miles an hour sometimes. My brain, my brain goes, no, my mouth goes faster than my brain, and then my brain's doing a million other things. I don't know. Okay. That doesn't even make sense. Again, stop. There we go. Oh, dear. You can tell there's a lot going on in my brain at the minute. It's because I'm like, I'm back at it. I'm back at full speed. Uh, Zach, sorry if I pronounce this wrong, Zach Mang, Magna, Magna, sorry, I'm dyslexic. Everything was getting confused in my eyes then. Zach Magna, do ants need an extra tube of water in their outworld or is a feeder just as good? Right, so are you asking, like, if they're, are they still in a test tube? Um, I, I always like to give an extra source of water, right? Here's my view on it. If you give one source of resources, then those ants know they've got one source of resources and that's it. If you give two or three locations of the same resource, they know they've got ample supplies from multiple locations coming in. I think that would encourage them to grow. 
Now, I've experienced it when I moved my polyracus dice from a smaller tank to their larger tank with much more feeding areas going on. They just expanded massively, so much faster than when they were in the smaller tank and there was only one source of resources. I've tested it a few times, especially with water. And to be honest, I don't, I don't mind whether it's a test tube or water tower. It doesn't make a difference to me. As long as there's water provided, there's got to be water provided at all times. Um, but yeah, I like to provide a couple of different water stations around the tanks, different places they can go and have that little drink that they, you know, they're going to need. Um, quite often, like with my larger enclosures, I don't actually have a water source in there for them, but I've watered the tank enough that there's moisture in the substrate. If they need moisture, then they can go and get it. You do find that they will survive on humidity quite often. Um, but that they do always need a source of drinking water as well. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> um, you still come in Sunday, happy Aunt UK. Wish I had a button that would take you. Yeah, good, good. It will be weird seeing you there as a guest not working. Uh, my Lacey, right, back to Zach. My Lacey and Niger are still in their tube in a tubs and tubes set up. Okay, cool. They have a sugar feeder and a water feeder tower. But I'm wondering whether a test tube of water is more beneficial. Okay, to be honest, it doesn't make a difference whether it's in a test tube or a tower feeder or even on, on a cotton ball, like I'm doing right in front of you with the sugars. It doesn't make a difference. As long as they've got the access to that water, they will use it, you know, they will use it. Uh, the thing about towers, is sometimes they can be a bit risky, especially with species like Laceus niger, right? So when they, um, what do we say? When the air bubble kind of glugs up, you know, like it does sometimes, it has a tendency to suck an ant up occasionally. And you can lose like two or three feeders sometimes. And sometimes even the feeders can like, um, good evening, Ants England. Um, the feeders can sometimes leak and stuff like that. So it's a little bit risky with feeders. Test tubes are a little bit easier in that respect. But apart from that, I don't really see the difference in test tubes or towers better, like beneficially wise. You know what I mean? It's all sort of the same thing as long as they've got access to that water. Um, it will feel weird, trust me. First show I've done in here to blah, blah, blah. Who's the birthday boy, Ants England? Thanks for pointing out someone's birthday. I didn't know it was anyone's birthday. Okay, one more question, Zach. We're here for questions. You're more than welcome to ask away. I prefer the towers if it's a species that rip out the cotton. Yeah, that's very fair. That is very fair, Ants England. Um, I don't I think I have many of those. Not really. Not really. But then, you know, I, I, I mix it up with what I'm doing and what ants it is kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. But I've never really had issues. I go with the flow on it all. Oh, happy Hans birthday. Happy, happy Hans. Right. Thanks for pointing that out, Sadie. We're going to 
everyone sing happy birthday to you happy birthday to you i'm not gonna sing the whole song but happy birthday buddy um well done that's a good old age i didn't say old but there's a good age to get to i'm probably not gonna get there good stuff man um right zach the sugar water feeder can stay in the out world yeah i change the sugar for fresh every three or days or so but do they need to stay in the out world constantly or only be placed in when it's feeding time so you, right so i only feed like i feed if it's a small colony which i'm expecting yours are um i feed sugars on one day and then i'll remove them after two or three and then i'll give them a couple of days with nothing and then i'll put protein in give that one day and take out on the second and then i'll give them a couple more days and then repeat the process and in my kind of opinion that just gives them time to process the food that you're giving them if you know what i mean so um like if you fill them up on the carbohydrates you're not trying to feed them protein whilst their bellies are already full because there's not many workers and they will try and take a fair bit of resource you know what i mean so there's not that there's not the fridge space to like, accommodate both foods, in my opinion. Um, so that's how I do it. I like I say I don't always have both in or don't always have the sugars in. Um, but for a larger colony like my polyracus dives, I have sugars in there 24 seven. Um, I've got six towers in there 24 seven full of sugars and I feed them protein twice a week. So, like I say, it depends on the size of the colony, but in smaller colonies, just that's my belief is if you fill their bellies with sugar, then they're not going to be able to take in as much protein. Um, so they should have a few days between sugar and protein or nothing else. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. But, I mean, I might be wrong. Every every keeper's got their own sort of opinion on it. But, like I say, if if I was... Well, I, I when you eat till you're full you ain't got room for any more you know what i mean especially if you have your pudding for if you have your sweets first you ain't gonna have room for your like carbohydrate like, for your actual meal you know what i mean <laughs> 40 or 50 workers is actually a really good count for uh lacius niger colony and it's never enough yeah the dives the net it's never enough with the dives that like the more I give them, the more they want. I could probably put in 20 towers and every single one would be full all the time. And they'd be in the rest of the tank. They're just, they're crazy, expanding crazy at the minute. Yeah, unless it's put in crazy antics. I was thinking of putting, like, I'm, I'm a nightmare for it. I can eat sweet stuff all day long. And then when it comes to eating my meals, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's chicken and potato again. I don't want this so i have to chuck some honey on it or something i'm really bad i love sweet stuff but it's not like i have to worry about rotting my teeth so <laughs> i don't really have to worry right and if i yeah whatever i just like sugar as you may have noticed from like the constant energy drinks and sugary stuff that i live off but it's not constantly energy drinks it's normally um lemonade and stuff but i have been really bad on the energy drinks lately but as you all know i've been i've been like so tired lately it's just been insane it's nice to have a bit of energy back today 
it's really nice to be a bit more with it and brains taking over a bit better as well birthday beats on friday yeah Uh, I hope it's been a good day. I'll crash the car into you. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse my bad cough. Again. That's a bit better. No, no problem at all, Zach. That's why we're here. Feel free to pop in anytime. We're here every Wednesday and Sunday. We normally have an interview at this time. We normally start with the interview and do like the chat show bit and the games and stuff afterwards. But our guest isn't here. I think there's been a few crossed wires. He lives in a different country. So I think the time zone difference might be confusing things because he's really enthusiastic about coming on. Um, so yeah, not an issue. We'll just carry on with the chat show. If he turns up, we'll do the interview there and then. Not a problem at all. If not, we'll just carry on as we are. And I think we're going to have another duck race fairly soon. Now, if you haven't done duck races before, same rules as always. Choose a number. We have eight people in the chat at the minute. So I'm going to set up a duck race for eight people. All you got to do is pick a number between one and eight. If your number's already been picked, choose a second number. Um, really makes no difference. There's no prizes involved. It's just for fun. Let's have a duck race. Let's get it done. Ah, oh, yeah, that was rhyming. I'm bad at rhyming. I don't rap. Don't ever ask me to because <sighs> it, it's awful. Right. So what are we on? We're going eight people. So we've got Happy Ant at one, Ants England two, Crazy Ant it's five. Uh, eight legs is at seven. So, Zach, you need to pick another number, I'm afraid. Yeah, Katrina, no problem. That will be sent out for you as soon as we agreed. You know what I mean. No problem. Uh, Katrina is number four. We still have a few more ducks available. Oh, it's a really good lineup. Yeah, Zach's taken number three. Let's just bring up the ducks. Bring up the ducks. Full screen. So we have Princess Duck, Plain Duck, Plain Duck, Plain Duck, Plain Duck, Strawberry Duck, British Soldier Duck, and Pirate Duck. Brilliant lineup. The Plain Ducks have already raced tonight, so they might be tired out from their first race. Doesn't matter, really. They have brilliant endurance. Strawberry Duck normally surprises us. British Soldier Duck has to leave his gun behind. He can't bring it. It's not allowed. Uh, and then we've got the Pirate Duck. Pirate Duck is, you know, you can't really stop Pirate Duck from being naughty during the race. He's kind of like dastardly and muttly. Let's have a brilliant race and hope they all behave themselves. So without further ado, let's roll. <laughs> And Strawberry Duck is taking the lead, but it is being fought hard for. 
by multiple ducks. Every duck wants this tonight. Number three, just pulling ahead there. Just the B2 coming up the side. Coming up the side, sneaky. And Pirate Duck. Pirate Duck is being sneaky on the far outside. Princess Duck is getting nowhere. Uh, she might be saving it for those last 10-second sprint. You know how it works. Just coming up in the middle is Strawberry Duck. It's still Pirate Duck number four. There's so many ducks now, it's really hard to tell who's in front. But I'm going to say number five is just, just edging. Just edging. But it's so close. It might be a photo finish. We don't normally have photo finish on these. It's just so close. Here we go, last few seconds. Oh, whoa, out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Who saw that coming? Wow, number eight, Pirate Duck. I don't think anyone took number eight, but absolutely smashed it in those last few seconds then. Absolutely smashed it, well done. Number eight, Pirate Duck. That was another good duck race. We do love our ducks on this channel. It's always good to race animals, which is in a care, caring environment. You know, um, some animal races aren't that pleasant, but there's nothing wrong with these duck races. To be honest, I'm quite, I'm quite tempted to see if I can find some real ducks one day and see if the, I don't know how we could race real ducks. Throw some bread. Go get it and. Off they, off they go sort of thing we can i don't know does that work does that work with ducks if it doesn't well we've just wasted some bread last time to be fair the last time i went down to the swanery with some bread i got chased by the swans now i don't mean chased I mean, this one came up out of the water, onto the side, kind of walked me down with his wings flapping, head going. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God. Right? And I jumped over the, this little, like, fence railing thing that was there, and I landed literally on the floor on my side, and it just stood there on the other side of the fence, just honking at me. Right? I ain't done nothing wrong. Take the bread. But it go for the bread. It wanted me. It wanted blood, not bread. I got away in there and I just walked like the other direction. It couldn't get past the fence. Um, it probably could have flown over if it really wanted to, but no. Scary stuff, swans. They're big animals, you know, and they're quite dangerous as well. I think I was quite young at the time. Not young, young, but I was like teenager. I, I don't know bit more scared of swans than I would be now. 
like it wasn't a pleasant situation. I was like, oh my god, this one's gonna eat me. And there's quite like there's quite a few of them, and they are big. They are big. I mean, have you seen the size of a seagull? When a seagull lands and opens its wings right out, the seagull is huge. You know, they're not just little little bird things, they are quite large. Oh, it's really hot in here again. Look at that, I'm going proper grey. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, they have a taste for flesh. That's it, crazy antics. Ducks are dangerous. See, now I've never been attacked by ducks yet. We have ducks on the island. We have ducks in town. There's ducks all around, but I've never been attacked by a duck. I have been attacked by seagulls. The seagulls around here are lethal. Like, if you've seen things like, if you know about seaside towns and seagulls, lethal. You think you come on holiday here and uh, you throw a chip out and the seagulls are going to get it and it's really cool to watch. But we live there and when we're eating chips, they just come down and take them out of our hands. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, they're, they're like the pirates of the sky. They come down and take everything. And what a nightmare. No, we, we like seagulls, but they can be a bit of a nightmare, especially at nesting time. They will swoop anyone walking down the road or, yeah. You've got to fight for your life if you have chips. Yeah, you've got to fight for your right to have chips right, in the world of seagulls. Seagulls are assholes. They're not assholes. They are bodies with assholes. But, yeah, they are really annoying. Yeah, everyone agrees. Uh, I won't deny it. They are probably the worst bird out of, like, I'm pretty sure they're probably the worst bird. I can't think of a worse bird off the top of my head. Pigeons are quite annoying, but nowhere near seagull level. No, they're probably the worst bird um, out of all the different birds. Seagulls are quite irritating, yeah. yeah. And we have them everywhere because we're on an island. We literally cannot get away from them. Trying to take a chihuahua. Well, I have heard of things like that, actually, because they will literally just pick them up and go, won't they? Scary stuff. I would, and you can't shoot them because they're protected, so I don't know what I would do. That's mad. They ate all the baby ducklings at the site that you work. That's not cool. Yeah, again, they, they are, like, lethal to all the other birds and stuff. They'll chase everything away. Um, interest, when they fly out far to sea, that's when they're about to die, usually. Quite often we find them on the side of the road. When they at my trolley, they wind me up. My dog be on a lead in the yeah, yeah, okay. So your dog's on the lead. What if it is the lead? I don't know. I'm not putting that in your head. I'm sorry, <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> I couldn't deal with that. I really couldn't deal with that. I'd have to get like a netted enclosure over the whole garden or something. Like I don't know. Auto turret. It's not me shooting the seagulls. It's the automated system. It's not my fault. <laughs> oh, if only I had an automated system, like automated anti-seagull deterrent. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure Bill Clinton had one at some point. Yeah, you'd be holding the lead. Yeah, fair enough. I, for some reason, I just imagined you like 
put in a pole in you know like what they do and they tie it to the pole in the ground it's like have fun they run in circles and it gets shorter and shorter until they like hit themselves in the face or in the butt their face hits their butt you know what i mean i don't know that's just kind of what i had in my head i don't know i don't know why i didn't even Uh, the, yeah, um, eat that, lead to steal the dog. Okay, I'm going to say goodnight to some stuff. Good night, eight legs. Thanks for popping in, buddy. You're an absolute star. And I hope that everyone's doing what we mentioned earlier, subscribing to his channel, getting on that giveaway. Massive prizes. Get on it. All right, the, the diacama absolutely smashing those waxworms to pieces again. Awesome stuff. Reagan and his Star Wars idea. Exactly crazy antics. Exactly. Uh, Reagan and it, but yeah. Have you heard, like, they actually, they did a petition to build a Death Star. Did you hear that? And they worked out it would cost, like, twice the entire planet's resources or something like that. I don't know. Like, crazy money. I wish they just in a ways, don't you? Like, we've screwed our planet. Let's move to the Death Star. At least we got a weapon. Let's take on some aliens and stuff. I don't know. But it would be awesome. Let's build a Death Star. Maybe Elon Musk will do it in the future. He kind of does everything. If someone partitions him. And England, yeah, we love Star Wars here. If someone would partition to Elon Musk to make the Death Star, even in miniature form, you know, maybe be awesome obviously the new obi-wan series is going to be coming out very soon sorry ants england um i'm expecting we're all getting quite excited apart from a few people um a lot of us are getting excited for the new obi-wan series it should be really cool i've seen a lot of trailers i've seen a lot of whatever information and releases none of it's going to be 100 percent true or confirmed you know how it is but it's going to be an exciting tying in series i really feel it's going to show a lot of the backstory of what happened well we know it's going to show what happened in that time period and it's just going to be an interesting filler i think it's going to be good content because of the actors in it you know they're coming bringing back hayden hayden chris i can they're bringing back him um and um everyone i can't even say let alone remember their names god um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good. And we've got Andor coming out later on in the year as well, which again is gonna be another great series. But I, it, it's gonna have some different stuff in it. It's not necessarily gonna be based on the storylines that we're following. It's gonna be something completely different, isn't it? Yeah, Ants England. I know this. Like, I go off on a bit. You know, we go off on tangents. We're not always strictly ants. It's a chat show. We chat. I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> I have got something written down about Lord of the Rings, but I won't put you through that, Ants England. I won't. <laughs> it's not actually on my list of stuff to talk about. It's just there. Uh, as a side note to 
like that. We can put ants on the Death Star. Ignore her. She's on the naughty step. Okay. Okay. Um, my Astra are smashing the blue bottle flies tonight. Awesome. Yeah. Happy ants. Um, it's nothing really in particular. It's that new series that's coming out. Um, I'm looking forward to it, obviously. Lot <laughs> everyone's on it, right? Um, it's that new series that's coming out. Me and my mate, we he really, really loves Lord of the Rings more than Star Wars, and um, definitely a lot more than Ants because he's not into Ants at all. His thing is Lord of the Rings, so um, obviously, there's this Lord of the Rings series coming out, and we've been trying to like work out who's who and whatever, and watching the um trailers for it and try and work out who's who from the picture they released the picture and it's like i think it's eight the eight people with the rings um and it's just like you see their hands and the ring and stuff like that and you don't really see who it is it doesn't doesn't give away who each character is supposed to be so it's been an interesting kind of just try and work some of that out you know it's nothing like a big like blow away reveal or anything it's just us being nerds uh question for chat what is your favorite species and why oh yeah everyone in chat let's see creatoris yes they're pretty very nice ants um what well yeah my my very favorite ant as we know is the army ant the proper army ants absolutely insane like the way they forage the way they hunt the way they travel the way they just live is absolutely insane and so different to many other ants i just love them but they're not really ones for keeping are they mimica redundantness yeah as they are most active colony hopefully get to get a queen or two more this year to add um Tetramonium, I can't, I can't pronounce anything today. You know what it is, right? I've been eating oranges constantly for like three or four days. My tongue is just burn, like acid burns. Like, yeah, I can hardly talk at all. It really hurts. But I'll keep going with the oranges because I feel much better. Um, Tom Bersani favorite favorite native right favorite native would be niger all the way um i love nigers they're great little ants beautiful little species i'm just gonna have a sip of lemonade apart from the white got diet who buys diet well i've got a theory not a theory what's the i've got a a rule in life right I don't buy half fat anything. I don't buy diet anything, right? And there is a specific reason. They don't drop the price, right? <laughs> if they were going to take off like 20p because there's not as much fat in it, then fair enough. But if I'm paying the same amount of money, I want all the fat. I want all the bits still in it. Like, don't take it out away. Not unless you're taking money off and paying the same price. I want it all. That's just my my crazy, crazy way of thinking. So um she's bought diet. <sighs> yep, 
Anyways, let's see what everyone's saying. Flavus, oh, Flavus are beautiful, aren't they? Uh, yeah, absolutely, Flavus, beautiful little ants. Formica, yeah, Formica, again, amazing genus. Many species of Formica are just stunning ants. And like I keep saying, I love my Formica. They're so active, inquisitive, aggressive, and they grow really fast as well, which is nice. Uh, ants England, you've never had formica, I highly recommend them. Amazing little ants. All ants are amazing, you know I keep saying that, but yeah, I really do enjoy formica. I'm enjoying them more than I ever thought I would. Like, they're really active, like I say, really just a great colony to watch and be involved with. Yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend looking into formica. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. That's good. Oh, that's like someone's getting an ant colony bought for them. Who's that? I'm just working out. Oh, okay. Happy ants, girl. Yeah, yeah. Do it, Sadie. Go. And then, like, you can't, you can't say no, happy ant, can you? You can't say no. It'd just be rude. It's a gift. Oh, the problem with lemonade is I always feel looking good, but I probably am. Yeah, there we go. Whoa. Okay, okay. Here's a question for the chat. What's the most painful bite you've ever had? I've probably asked this in the past, but I'm, I, <laughs> I don't know if that works on anyone but me. <laughs> um, yeah, what's, what's your like most painful bite? Have you been bitten by anything, an ant, a dog? I think we have gone through this before, but just let's have a little conversation. Or what's the kind of scariest situation you've been in if you think you're about to be bitten or have you had like ants crawling all over you but you managed to get them off just in time i don't know anyone got anything interesting not yet been bitten or stung by ants yet crazy antics you've got it yet to come that ain't that bad you get used to it um and as a grown adult like it's not an issue i've gone through worse yeah, it's, you get used to it. Uh, Tetramonium by castings the other day. How was that? Are they bad? Good? Um, no, stings good, but you know what I mean in comparison to some. Some can be rather painful. Some can just kind of feel like a little a wasp thing. I don't know. I, I, I've got very thick skin, believe it or not. So if they even get me on like some bits, I hardly even notice it. Didn't realise they could until I felt it. Yeah, that yeah, that's quite often the way. And then by that time, you've normally been stung like four or five times, and it's like ah, and it, it starts to hurt a bit. But uh, not as strong as Ruba. Nice Ruba for me were pretty much nothing. Like that was, I was fine. Been stung many times by Ruba. Quite happy to put my fingers in there. 
to be honest, they don't really bother me anymore. They don't bother with they just like, oh, it's him again. Leave them. He'd probably bring him food. But yeah, I have been stung by the Ruba and yeah, it's not really much, is it? Not too much. Survivable, I think is the word. Everything's survivable. It's just a little bit of pain. Yeah, like nettles, that's it. Yeah. And to be honest, I hardly notice nettles these days. Like I, said, I think being an adult and being a kid, completely different pain receptacles. Because as a kid, stinging nettles were horrible. As an adult, I'm just like, God damn, that's going to itch for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, rubers and night nettles. Yeah, definitely. I've got, yeah, I'd say quite a lot of ants are sort of around, around that spectrum, actually. That's a really good comparison. I fell into a deep pit of nettles. Yeah, that was... Like, so um, my mum, when she was a kid, fell into a massive, massive thorn bush full of nettles and everything, and they had to, like, cut her out, and she was sat there for hours. How much would that suck? She probably won't like me telling you that, but ha ha, nice one, mum. Uh, she's a legend, <laughs> but it would suck. So, yeah, fell into a deep pit of nettles. Like, so you had to like scramble out trying to climb out with the nettles as you're grappling hooks. That would suck. So, you literally like your hand, isn't it? If you hold the leaves a certain way or you clench them really hard because it's the tiny needles which break off into your skin and release that little venom if you're able to break the needles in the other direction so that they don't go in something like that then they don't hurt i think i'm not sure but there is a way to do it isn't there picking up nettles and stuff without them without them hurting you know what i mean uh I was filming a flowers next before and got so many rubus things covered easy over 50. Yeah, yeah, it, it's easily done. Never got stung by ants, bitten by a Nico major and a messer major. <coughs> yeah, dock leaves. See, dock leaves are supposed to work, but I don't know if they really do. Like, we tell kids they do, obviously. Like, here, spit on this, rub it on yourself like hell. You'll feel much better. It's like, I don't know, maybe just rubbing the leaf against yourself makes it feel a bit better. What is that ant carrying? Look at that. What's he doing with that? Like, why? What are you doing? They don't really build much. They just dig, generally. So taking it that way towards the nest, what is it? Massive... Just a piece of leaf litter. Don't spit on it. Do you not spit on it? I don't know. I, I always thought you got to spit on it. I don't know. Spit on everything. <laughs> spit on it. Give it a rub. Be fine. Uh, shine it up, doesn't it? Polish your, your hand or arm or whatever. It's not as powerful as the wet blue paper towel, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's it magic newspaper that's the most powerful cure all device for children it's got to be a magic newspaper not any newspaper is magic right it's got to be a particular newspaper that only parents know is the right one right all parents know this so you get the magic newspaper right, and you just lay it on the seat of the car or just put it there and whenever they're sat on the magic newspaper 
you can't feel pain or it doesn't hurt as much or you don't get sick and so on and so forth and it works like 90 percent of the time it works they start to calm down and they won't get travel sick and stuff like that. they've got their magic newspaper but it has to be a magic one you can't just get any old newspaper you know all parents know how this works you know it's got to be the right newspaper but that that's what uh, actually solved my travel sickness as a kid as a kid i couldn't go like four miles in the car without getting travel sick like literally i couldn't go up the road it was awful um we tried loads of different things sucking on sweets and all sorts of different magic newspaper that's what worked for me and it it changed my life because after that after like however long we used it for i've never like had issues with it again go for hours and hours and hours in the car never been traveled sick since uh, i don't even get seasick apart from when i drink milkshakes or protein shakes just before getting on the fishing boat you get about 10 to 15 minutes out of the harbor you throw up it's not good do not do it biggest move like right. everyone on the boat was like why did you have a protein shake? it's like it's like it's what i do <laughs> i don't know yeah you get cast it back try the magic newspaper it might work for you ants england i mean it might work give it a go but i, I it really sucks car sickness is awful because it just comes out of nowhere and you're like oh my god oh you know it's horrible and yeah it really did make a big difference to my life working out that trick so there's one for you you can take that one home i think they say something like that. i don't know i don't know dear oh dear oh dear but yeah so as i said right at the start of the episode i'm really super excited for this year's nuptial flights it could be any day make sure you are ready like I, said, I saw that male ant today and i nearly dropped to the floor to have another look but i knew i knew there was no uh, queens about it i i would have noticed the amount i was looking around there was nothing today and normally you throw up on the drive ants england right so i'm gonna tell you a story now and let's get the microphone in close for this Ooh. right so when i was living in torquay i must have been 15 14 15 and let me just do a massive shout out to my talkie foster parents they know who they are if they watch this stream the absolute legends they still are legends now still chat to them um they support me advice and stuff they're absolute legends really nice people and they helped me turn my life around when no one else was going to give me a chance they did so big shout out to them um but when i was living with them in Torquay walk in the town i had no idea really the direction i needed to go but it was that way so as long as i was walking that way it's fine so i put in my music and i just keep walking until i found the main location of town i was a teenager i had to get out of the house occasionally it was fine i always found my way back um or they'd come pick me up because they're really nice like that but they would let me wait make my own way to town so anyways i had my music in blasting away like you do when you're a teenager and i stepped out out into the road to go around a woman with a pram next thing i know is i'm on the floor a car's ran over my foot from the back and just taken me straight down to the floor the woman stopped the car and was like oh my god let me take you to the hospital and all of that yeah that's fine 
So I got in the back of the car, and this is the first time I've been hit by a car as well, three times now. This was the first time. And I threw up all over the back of her. I, I went in shock, as you do sometimes. And when you go into shock, one of the first things you do, because your body thinks it's being poisoned, believe it or not, it's your body's reaction to just go, get rid of everything and projectile vomit. And it was all over the back of the driver. It was awful. And like you say, there you go. Like, yeah, it, it was everywhere. And we got into hospital and she's like, don't apologize to me. I ran you over. I was like, yeah, but I threw up on you. <laughs> like, uh, it was horrible. It was a bad situation, but it didn't hurt that much. I think, like, luckily I was wearing steel toe cap boots. So it kind of, it went over my foot and sort of crushed it a little bit, but it didn't break any bones, just a little bit bruised, a little bit crushed, and it took me down to the floor quite hard. But I was fine. That was the best time I've been ran over. Out of all three, that was the best one. I wouldn't recommend it, but if you were going to get ran over, I would recommend running over like that running over. Yeah. But no running overs fun or recommendable one of them i went over the bonnet and landed like head first on the road the other side um i just got up and walked myself to the hospital luckily a mate of mine met me in town and helped me stumble the rest of the way but that was good fun again i just i walked away from that one so i wouldn't recommend getting hit by a car but sometimes you survive i don't know it's not good i'm just gonna stop don't get hit by cars. Watch before you cross. I I looked before I crossed most of the time. It was just that first time, believe it or not, that it was my own fault for stepping out into the road without looking and having music blaring. Wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Leave one headphone out. Turn the volume down. Think smart. Look before you step into a road. But obviously you can't say those things to a teenager, especially not a teenage me, because I would have put my hood up and fag in my mouth and walked off, swearing at you, probably. That was the sort of teenager I was. <sighs> yeah, please use the, yeah, that's it. See, the last one, right, where I rolled over the bonnet and whatnot, they actually came up onto the curb and hit me. So that wasn't my fault at all. I was just casually walking. And they came up onto the curb and bang, just bad timing, bad placing. Like I, I was in the, I was in the right place for where I should be, but they weren't. Uh, fundraise for reflectors for, <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't think it would make a difference, right? So the what was it? Oh, six months ago or so. October, no, I can't remember. But anyways. A while back, yeah, it must, must be about six months ago, maybe nearly a year, I was on my bike. I was at a junction, stopped, still. There was a van behind me. I went to turn left. The van didn't wait for me to get all the way around the junction. He just slammed into my back wheel and turned right. I went flying off and it cut off a huge chunk of my shin. Probably should have went to hospital and had it stitched back up. I had a boxing match a few weeks later. Couldn't be asked. So I just kind of wrapped it up and held it tight. Whatever. It's fine now. Huge scar tissue. Awesome. Um, but yeah, like, that had reflectors and he clearly saw me. Just couldn't be asked to 
wait for me to go around the corner. I don't know. It's never fun. And that was actually really painful, really annoying. And it was it was the same week, right? I was meant to have like you have um sometimes you have like a pre-fight fight just to kind of get you up and ready for it. And I had that the same like two days. No, it was the day before. So this happened the day before I had my pre-fight fight and two weeks before that actual show. So I had it like I wasn't able to barely walk on it for the pre-fight fight. I had to cancel that one. Really annoyed because I love those ones because they're more fun. They're not like not so intense. You're not really trying to really take each other's heads off, testing each other's skills, getting you warmed up and pumped up for the next proper fight. They're just enjoyable. And normally against people that you've trained with locally, it's like, a, you know, see you later, Abs England. Thanks for popping in. It's normally like the local clubs all kind of get together and we have like a interclub fight, they call them. And it's great fun. So I had to miss that, really annoyed. And then I managed to get to the fight. Obviously, I did the fight two weeks later and it was a brilliant fight, but I felt my leg the whole time. It was quite stiff and like you've got to be bouncy on your feet for boxing. And, I, I you know, I just wasn't <laughs> moving like I should have. Go out and have a sip of lemonade. <coughs> Excuse me. Ah, got really itchy nose today. I don't know why. I think it's hay fever. High pollen count or something. I don't know. I don't really follow pollen counts and stuff like that. It's not my passion in life like everything else. Although I probably could get passionate... One thing you may notice about me is I can pretty much turn my head, turn my hand to anything. I think that's it, turn my hand to anything. A lot of things kind of interest me. If it doesn't interest me already, you can pretty much be certain that you can interest me. And so I'm, I'm much like an ant. I'm really inquisitive. I love finding out new things and I love finding out things or talking about things that I already know, you know. So, yeah, pretty much anything is interesting to me in some degree that's why i'm so open to our chat conversations because it can go it can go pretty much anywhere you know now we are expecting a big old thunderstorm again tonight who's gonna look forward to that no i'm not um but nothing's happened yet it's rained but it stopped so we'll see it's been off oh there's that gas Excuse me. That's that's when drinking a lemonade, right? So since having my teeth taken out, anytime I drink anything fizzy, I am twice as gassy as I ever was before I had them. Like when I had teeth, don't know why. Uh, even with water, actually, I can get quite gassy. I think it must be like um, the way your teeth help you regulate the way you drink, like help control the flow. It's actually really interesting how much your teeth come into play when you're drinking. And then because I haven't got that, I've had to learn other ways of controlling it with my tongue. And I, I, I eat with my tongue as well. I chew my food with my tongue. And I think that's what gives me more gas than I used to get. But it's never really an issue. I just burp it up. And, well, I always apologize. I'm always polite about it. I, yeah, I don't make a big issue, a big thing or a song and dance out of these big burps. So I just politely say excuse me sorry because it's not great i'm not proud of it but it's one of those things you gotta live with 
I do anyways. Oh, it gets worse when I'm on like a, a protein, extra protein diet. I have like 200 grams of protein a day anyways, but sometimes you have to bulk extra. And when you're bulking, it's like 250, 230, something like that. And the smells that you get. If anyone has ever done a protein bulking diet, you know the smells you get coming out of you are not humane. No one in the world should be made to sit next to you and suffer through that. But I make my wife do it every night. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it is another matter. If if you don't know, it generally smells like rotten egg, awful. Like I think I once burped on a bus and people behind me were like, God, oh, someone really needs to go to hospital. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. Anyways, moving on back to the thunderstorms. Yeah, thunderstorms at night are cool, but not when they wake you up and wake up the kids, especially when you wake up the kid that barely sleeps as it is. But um, my my middle daughter, does anyone know the middle daughter? The amazing Amy is going for a camping trip tomorrow. It is tomorrow, yeah. Okay. Days mixed up. Going for a camping trip with the school tomorrow. First time she's been with the school on a school trip. Uh, she's coming back on a Friday. They're going to be staying in a tent. In a tent. In a sleeping. In a tent. In a fun. I hope it passes. Because, like, she came down the other night from her bed because she was scared. Like, literally, as the stream ended, you know, everything was starting to cut out and whatnot. The phone was on 4%, the computer cut out. Uh, she was down already because she was scared of the lightning. So I'm just hoping it kind of eases off before tomorrow. And the wife is asking for the charging wire for the phone. So you're going to have to give me five seconds. And she's gone again. Easy as that. You give her something, she'll go away. Nah, she's not always that easy, I'll say. I should call my wife easy, but... Love you, wife. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Let's not get me in any more trouble. So, moving on. What is everyone up to what's everyone got planned did i see that there uh someone was going to the british tarantula show and stuff <coughs> exactly crazy antics we are moving well away from that yeah it could be one of those crash and burn situations so we're moving on rather swiftly uh who's going to that tarantula show many people was it the british tarantula show society i can't remember the exact name but it's that one <coughs> a 
should be really cool show. In fact, they are an amazing show. I've seen things about them in the past, and yeah, really big, really cool show. Been going a long time as well. Really cool. I can't wait for the Great Ant exhibition. Right. Looking at what else have I got to talk about? As always, I'm not going to sit here and bore you all night. It's not my style. So let's have a little talk about. Ah, okay. Who's had? Oh, good evening, Campanota Cants. Who's had the longest? living ant colony out of us here right now like so i've had a laceous niger colony three and a half years is that right no about three years they're one of my personal colonies they haven't ever come on the channel maybe once they were on the channel but yeah, I've got a Laceous Niger colony of about three years old. I think that's my oldest colony. Most of the others came after that, so it would have to be the oldest colony. In fact, they never even got a name. They were that old. Uh, newbies are all under a year. Steve, that would be um, what five years, Katrina. Wow. Have you... Yeah, okay, I remember you telling us about the message. Sorry, I was just clicking it into my brain again. Yeah, five years is a good long time for a colony. Could you imagine having Alasius for like 20, 30 years, which they can grow for that long, you know, they can survive that long. That's a long time commitment, right? I mean, it's always a long time commitment with a pet, but 20 odd years, like my daughter, Steve has them now. Yeah, okay. My daughter, obviously, she got hers when she was seven, six or seven. She's going to be like, you know, 20 possibly when they pass away, if she looks after them properly and there's no issues like the queen just randomly dies. But you know what I mean? Potentially, she could be moving out with her aunts. That's cool. Be difficult to move. Well, it's always different. I am dreading having to move it's gonna be an absolute nightmare like here carry this massive ant tank be careful don't make the tunnels collapse careful don't let them escape careful don't wipe off the barriers careful don't smash the glass it's just gonna be nuts and then i'll go get that tank down from like an eight foot shelf and it weighs probably more than i do and it's gonna like it's gonna be a two three person job I really struggled to get up there. It was like all my pressage. Uh, I got it up there. I ain't going to be able to get it down. No way. In fact, when I, I got it up to a certain height, I had to get the wife to like push it off my hands so it like caught the edge of the shelf and I could slide it on the rest of the way. But it was heavy. And yeah, it's going to be difficult. <coughs> <coughs> In fact, it was so heavy, I wasn't sure the shelves were going to hold it. And I put it there and I stood there and watched it. I was like, it's not cracking. It's not creaking. 
and we went with it and it's been fine ever since so it's not an issue but it, yeah it is a heavy tank so i'm dreading that but obviously it's just a nightmare having to move any colony where they've got tunnels or dug their own sub you know it's just a nightmare and then this big old tank next to me like too much vibrations the water section will probably dismantle itself and so on so forth advice i've got a fedoli paradula queen that i received from ants hq in january and she's still not laid any eggs i've left her for months and tried to give her a bit of protein and sugar right okay mm. what temperature is she generally sat at small smaller test tube and left on the heater again yeah okay <coughs> excuse me um and you know you've done the temperature that would be my first thing is are they on heat um you've got her in a smaller tube which is always a good idea how much of the tube have you left for her 26 that should be about right maybe try a little bit warmer because you're in a test tube they can sort of walk away from the heat a little bit if you know what i mean um, and obviously only heat one end but how much space are you giving her in the test tube I can't remember they're not semi-claustral are they no they're not um, so they only need like a fraction of an inch in the test tube so you've got your water blocker there and your end of your test tubes like there push the cotton in right and that's what i do with like solenopsis fuga and things like that um tetramodium caspatum they're really you know smaller things as well yeah it works just make that space smaller because they don't need a massive space at all they feel much more comfortable in a really really cramped space almost to a point where there's no room at all and then as they start to lay the eggs, maybe move it out just slightly. And then as the workers come, obviously take it out, feed them, and then put it back just slightly. She's got a little under a quarter of the smallest test tube. So about half an well, you're already doing it. Hmm. That has got me a little bit stumped then. Has she laid eggs before? Do you know that it's a viable queen? Has there been problems? Was there a second-hand queen that they've sent you? They shouldn't be. Ants HQ are really good. Like I, they're on my recommended. Sorry, lemonade. Um, they're on my recommended sellers list. Um, I used them. In fact, Ants HQ gave us the Polyvacus dives. So you know they are a great company. I wouldn't doubt them on their quality of queen. It is a weird one. It definitely is a weird one. Um, but then sometimes that's just the way it is, to be fair. I've got a Campanotus Hercularis queen in a test tube. I've, let's say, fed her. I've got her on the heat. I've got her literally sat next to a Campanotus Hercularis colony that has grown. So she's in exactly the same conditions. She's had food. I've left her now for almost a whole year. Still nothing. Still sat there. Nothing. 
I, I don't know. Unfortunately, I've never seen her late any. When she arrived, there were none. Ants HQ have been great, to be honest, and trying to get her started. Yeah, I, yeah, they are brilliant. When I say any problems, I always message them. They are brilliant, Ants HQ. Um, I don't recommend many uh, ant shops, but, well, I do and I don't. <laughs> There's... I've got a list of suppliers that I will and won't use, you know what I mean? And they are one of the ones that I will use. Yeah, that's it. Play the long game. Just see what happens. It's no loss. You've already got the queen. So at the end of the day, just leave it be and see what happens. That's what I like to think. Like, you're going to cause more harm looking at her. I don't know. Um, maybe worst case scenario added to a small pot like uh make a really small bioactive enclosure sort of thing and add that add her to that see if she'll found her own chamber and do it properly obviously keep it well hydrated do a bit of research into the sort of environment that she would come from um and then do that and if it goes well because it's a small one if you keep it small and quite shallow you can build that into a bigger unit yeah or just tip it out and it won't matter too much if it's a really shallow unit because again she won't need much space you could probably do it in like um i'm gonna sneeze oh dear um cut the bottom off a plastic bottle or something something as simple as that just just deep enough to um you know have the substrate and a bit of a barrier so she can't escape or anything like that but not so deep that there's tons and tons of substrate so that if you do need to tip her out once there is workers they won't be like buried by all the substrate you can probably just kind of brush it over and release the ants back out but yeah I, what i've done in the past it, or even egg crates if you do it in egg crates egg crates biodegrade over time so you could then plant that into another bioactive enclosure but things like that you know what i mean it's just a it's another way of trying it because i found that some ants just don't like the test tubes they just need the more natural founding situation but yeah let's say it's, it's an idea give it a go if you want if you do give it a go let me know how it goes because that'll be interesting to keep an eye on and find out <laughs> just watching the diacama it's just been awesome how they've like torn those warm worms to pieces they've dug a new hole in the process like that hole wasn't there and they are loving their sugars like, no problem at all crazy antics we're always happy to help you know i love it it's what i live for kind of to a point <laughs> oh dear nah, it's, it's all good man it's what we're that's what we're here for. Great community. And on that note, I am going to be calling it a night very shortly. <coughs> Mainly because I'm getting to a point I can hardly get through my sentences without wanting a cough. Um, and I'm running out of things to talk about. And I'm promising you no more boring episodes. We will always have things to talk about. It's a massive shame that our interview we didn't that is right, interviewee, didn't come on tonight. It's a real shame that he didn't make it. We were meant to have 
cold-blooded imaginations um really great youtube channel instagram page so on so forth go check them out anyways um they'll definitely be coming on because they were super excited to come on the show but i'm guessing time mix up because they're in the usa i believe and we're in the uk massive time difference obviously i think they kind of got it mixed up as to what time to be here so don't worry about it they will rebook we'll get it straightened up check out their channel they've got loads of snakes and things like that and yeah it's, it's good fun and they seem like a really cool person you know really cool they've got some really good videos actually on youtube um at expos and things like that in america and you know the size of everything in america is all massive and awesome so yeah um thank you crazy antics you're really brilliant um good night to you as well but we're not going to do the good night yet because we still got all of the other bit to say um a massive thank you to the sponsor of the show amps of us absolute legend if you need any queens and stuff always check out amps of us in fact he's just had a massive update on his store i can't remember off the top of my head what's there but here it's on the answer us facebook page if you look on there he's got a long list of all the new ants and it's obviously on his website there's also a discount code as well um i think it's on the facebook so check that out absolute legend really nice guy really helpful and definitely one of the best um ant suppliers in the uk in my personal opinion and yeah I would highly recommend going to answer us for all your ant keeping needs or me yeah i haven't got that many at the moment <laughs> um but answer us that's the place to go definitely um amazing thanks to all my patreon supporters absolutely amazing people we got stacy katrina jason and kevin I love you all so much for supporting me and the channel honestly it does mean an awful lot and you're going to start seeing some improvements happening soon because all that money's starting to pull up together into a little ball of money whatever it, you know <laughs> um so yeah a massive thanks to all my patreon supporters and if you want to become a patreon supporter anyone can do it it's just three pounds a month um, supports the channel helps us work on growth and technology and things like that um, it's all absolutely awesome yeah but anyone that's not a patreon supporter not an issue not everyone can afford to give money away you know I, I know the situation I, I love you all for just coming in chatting with me supporting the channel so please do carry on to do that uh, don't forget if you tell your friends and invite them in it's just more people to chat to whilst we're all here it's great fun we'll have bigger duck races we will have some more prizes coming in very soon uh, i keep speaking to potential sponsors but i'm not just going to let anyone sponsor the show because that would just be crazy you know what i mean um if you're going to sponsor the show i have to really really like your products and want to advertise your products on my show like answer us so it will happen with the right sponsor and then we'll have loads of prizes and it'll be brilliant so invite your friends tell your family force your kids to watch it i don't know it, it gets on quite late but whatever 
I love you all. Uh, don't forget to hit the sub button. Don't forget to like and all of those things. I don't know. I hardly ever say that anymore, do I? It, to be honest, it's not even worth saying. Everyone, if they like you, they're going to press it anyways. Yeah? That's the kind of way I see it. I don't know. I'm not going to force people to subscribe. Even if you want to watch the show, you don't have to subscribe. It doesn't matter. I love it. Right, anyways, I'm going to leave it now. Thank you all for signing in for another show. This has been episode number 14. Massive shame that we didn't have a guest tonight, but we are lined up with a few more guests over the next few weeks. So make sure you're signing in every Wednesday and Sunday at 9 p.m. for the chat show or half 8 p.m. Uh, GMT UK time for the pre-show feeding. I think that's pretty much everything I've got to say. Love you all. You're all absolutely amazing. Don't forget, if you need me for anything, got any questions, any anything, anything at all, message me. Um, you know where I am. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. Um, everywhere, pretty much everywhere. Uh, just send me a message, send one of the mods a message, it all gets back to me. I'm always there for you. Anyone, I'm there for you. So as always from me, I love you all. We'll see you again soon. Goodbye, Ant fans. <laughs>